Civic engagement, reproductive justice, and abortion access are all interconnected and are imperative to everyone living a quality and healthy life. This is More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Here is your host, Carrie Noni. Hello, everyone, and welcome into More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin on the new 1017 The Truth. I am Carrie Noni, and I am excited to be your host today for our brand new show because I have the opportunity to discuss important issues and topics which matter to our community. I'm also excited to be joined by three dynamic women who are here to talk about the reproductive justice movement and its powerful impact on our communities. Now, I do want to introduce you all first. So I'm going to start with Sarah Noble, who is the principal partner of B Noble Group. We are also joined by Tamara Thompson, who is a doula at Maroon Calabash and is also an activist, along with many other titles that she holds. And last and definitely not least, I am with Angela Lang, who is the director of Black Leaders Organizing for Communities. Now, I just want to say hello to you ladies. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm yeah. good. How are you? I'm doing yeah. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm doing well. I was excited to be able to have this conversation with you all because I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about Plant Parenthood or even reproductive justice. And of course, with the climate that we're in right now, with everything going on the last few months, I think it's important for us to have a conversation like this for people like me who might not necessarily understand exactly what's going on, but it definitely is important to know what type of impact this is having on all of us. Um, So yeah, I'm just excited to be here to to just learn information. So we're going to get started first with reproductive justice. Now, Sarah, I am going to start with you. But of course, this is going to be open to anyone who would like to answer after. But can you tell me and those listening about what reproductive justice is exactly? I certainly can, and and I I love talking about reproductive justice, so it's my pleasure to do so. So it's an international movement that places reproductive health and rights within a social justice framework, and it supports the right of every individual to have a child, not have a child, and to be able to raise children in safe and healthy environments, which is really about being free from uh, violence in Uh, neighborhoods, in our schools, and in other places in our community. And it's also about the right to plan um, families through contraception and safe and legal access to abortion care. And reproductive justice acknowledges ways that intersecting oppressions like race and racism and class limit the freedom of marginalized people, And rightfully so, Um, the reproductive justice movement is really a big vision for everybody, every person having the complete physical, mental, spiritual, political, social, and economic well-being based on the full achievement and protection of our human rights. So in other words, Carrie, it's everything. It's us really having every single right um, afforded uh, us as anybody else. Definitely. Did you ladies want to add on anything else of what you guys think that reproductive justice is? One thing that I've been thinking about and adding is, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the author's name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but there is an author who wrote a book called Killing the Black Body, and she wrote extensively also about uh, monitoring 
And when we talk about the right to have a child, to not have a child, and the right to raise that child in a safe environment, I also think about being able to raise that child in an environment where there's not state monitoring. People want the ability to uh, live their lives free from interference from government, from, from systems, from institutions. And I believe that that's a, a subsect of that basic human right. That person is Dorothy Roberts. Thank Dorothy you. Roberts. Yes. Thank you. So why would you all say that this movement is so important, especially, like I said earlier, with the climate that we're in right now? Well, you know, even uh, though we deserve the full achievement and protections of our human rights, we're clearly not at the place um, that we really need to be. Um, and we need really effective ways uh, in order to get there. So reproductive justice is also an organizing strategy that includes everyday people, you know, the, the, our neighbors next door, you know, the, the, the folks at the, working at the grocery store, and those working for change who reflect the diversity of our communities. And it builds on the collective engagement of all of those folks together, um, those who experience the greatest disparities and those who have the most um, need. So, so really the, the, the focus is, uh, of the work is on um, uh, a very specific group of, non of marginalized people, which includes indigenous people, black and brown uh, communities, Asian communities, um, low-income folks, young people, um, people who live in rural communities, immigrant people, incarcerated people, birthing people. And uh, it's also important to note LGBTQ people uh, are also included. Um, reproductive justice is an, an inclusive uh, way of working. And so it isn't just about women's rights. And we are the best experts regarding our own lives. And you know our lived experiences really make us perfectly positioned to lead and to work to eliminate the things that you know harm us. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Now I'm going to actually go a little bit deeper into the conversation. So our listeners have likely heard about the work of doulas supporting pregnant people, or they have heard of advocates fighting for access to quality health care or ending violence against women. Now, some people may think that these are single issues that aren't interconnected to one another, but they actually are, and they fall under reproductive issues. So can each of you elaborate on the connection between the two just so people have a better understanding of how they go together? Well, to quote um, Audre Lorde, none of us live single-issue lives, right? So the, the identities that we all are born with and develop as we pass throughout this life kind of create the, the framework by which everything is interconnected that all things are connected, all forms of oppression are connected, um, what ways that we all relate to power and power systems um, can create that layered effect. And so when I'm thinking about um, a person is uh, pregnant while also disabled or pregnant while also being an immigrant, pregnant and also um, having an AODA um, addiction issue, all of those things also play into the 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 social kind of um, context with which we find ourselves politically and um, on a societal level, how the systems that are created 
to make everyone's lives progress from one stage to another, from birth to early childhood education, into the K through 12 system, into the workforce and so on. And so as the person develops all of their different identities, they will find that there are bureaucracies that interfere with their ability to self-determine. And so as a person who is um, deaf, black, female, working, uh, working class, all of those different things can all be related to their reproductive abilities to self-determine whether they want to give birth or not give birth, um, the air quality that they um, they continue their pregnancy throughout can determine if their unborn child will develop a breathing disorder, um, um, a chronic illness, or things of those sorts. And so when we think about the ability to take paid time off for maternity leave and not have to worry about how the bills are going to get paid while home with a newborn, all of that is connected and so I think it's really important for people to see how reproductive justice is related to all things. It's related to public transportation. It's related to state violence. It's related to all of the different um, spectrums with which we find ourselves as citizens of the United States. Yeah. Angela, do you have anything to add to that? I think just a little bit like building off of that is um, I think, you know, Tamara said everything. Well, everything is kind of woven together and interconnected, especially, um, you know, folks that live and exist in multiple identity spaces. It's very hard um, and I would argue impossible to pull those things out as single um, identities. And so understanding that our existence of every single one of those identities already is political and has been politicized. Like even having this conversation now, you know, with black women is, is a political statement in and of itself in some way. Um, and I think being able to, to really understand how it does intersect with other issues, including, um, you know, state sanctioned violence, bodily autonomy, making sure that we have the right to um, not have anyone interfere with our bodily autonomy, whether we're driving um, and that that car um, or that that arrest stop um, is seen as something that like doesn't lead us to, to violence and that there isn't state sanctioned violence and that there isn't um, the state telling us um, either what we can or can't do with our bodies. But the state's also um, engaging in that level of violence and understanding that black women and trans and non-binary folks uh, really sit at that intersection, I think, the most as well. I think you both really summed that up really well. But we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to continue to dig into how the reproductive justice movement has a direct impact on black lives. So you are turned in to More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin on the new 101.7 The Truth. 